Joe Orth and I are starting a podcast. What should we call it? Hey, don't pick on me. You know why? Because this is why. Well, let's see what he says. The Joe Show. <laughs> Give Joe the business. That's right. Cup of Joe. Cup of Joe. What is happening here? Would you listen? We'll give you a chance. Thank you. Uh... That's Joe. That's Rooster. And this is episode 35 of the Together We Shall podcast, and I am excited to have reached 35. It's for me, it's it's an even it's it's an even number, but it's not. Joe, how are you? I don't like see like the even number, but it's not thing because like I agree, but I, I also like 36 and 34 does sound better than 35, but 35 times two is 70, and that's an even number. And uh, the the podcast has two hosts, so yeah, we're good. Yeah, there's a lot of there's just a lot of I like, dude, I like 35 better than 34 or 36, but I'm an even number guy too. I just really love numbers that are not even, but they are like 35. Anyway, what's happening down in your world? Uh, man, (laughs) yeah, based on uh, when this will really be released, just got back from Florida, but I'm actually getting ready to go to Florida. Uh, which I'm pretty excited about to see some folks that I haven't seen in 19 years. Uh, some fellow Marines, you know, we did a couple deployments together. And outside of, uh, you know, former guest Tim Davis, um, I haven't seen a lot of these guys in nearly 20 years. So that should be fun. And there's a lot going on uh, across the Ainsley's Angels family, as you will be partaking in some of that. Yeah, indeed. I will. Uh, by the time this launches, I will have just gotten back from the Indie Mini that Christy High has grown over the years. So if anybody's hearing this, uh, plan to go maybe to Indie Mini in 2024. I want to table all the conversation about what you're going to do and experience down in Florida, though, for next episode, because I really want to hear about how that how that is for you. Um, there's a lot there's going to be a lot to unpack and hopefully you'll share some of it with us. But next episode will be pretty cool, too, because um, if all goes well, we'll be talking about a lot of things, namely mental health and PTSD and some of the stuff that maybe you're going to um, knock on the door with a little bit with that crowd you deployed with. Who knows? But, um, yeah, we're not going to get into that right now because it's early May and what's coming up next weekend is it's Mother's Day, Mother's Day week. How cool is that? I think it's cool. Do you celebrate Mother's Day, Joe? Uh, I no, I'm not a mother, but um, yes, we celebrate with you know Leanne and and Jean and and Sarah. And I see what you did there too with the Mother's Day, uh, and that was a great a uh, feeder into into our guest today. Yes. So without further ado, maybe we should get a mother in the room. We're going to ask Lauren to come off mute and we're going to say, uh, hello, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So we always ask our guests to share right up front. Where are you physically located and why do you think you are a guest on the Together We Shall podcast? Okay, I am in Spring, Texas. It's a suburb of Houston, North Houston. And I think I'm a guest because I'm a mother of an angel rider, and I'm also a runner, and I push her, and I'm fairly new to the Angels Angel family, but I like it. I think those are decent answers, Joe. There's so much, like, who wants, 
who wants to do it? Who wants to come in with it? Oh, man, go go for it. You're literally, like, for our viewers, bouncing. <laughs> yeah, I am bouncing. Um, so, yes, Lauren, those are the reasons. But we also have, like, a lot of moms who are angel runners who push their own angel riders in races. But as far as I know, there is this little detail you didn't mention that doesn't identify you. But it makes you a little but bit of a different. Yeah, but you said, but it does. Yeah. Go ahead. But it does. Um, yeah, I'm a mother to sex tuplet. Okay, stop. And that's my claim to fame. <laughs> All right. So there's a listener right now that's going, wait, what did she just say? So yes. slower, slower and in English. Go. Yes, I have 11 year old sex tuplets. So I had six babies at one time three boys three girls so like you know how they was it like twins like skips a generation but like it runs in the family does sex tuplets does that fall in i have so like the only thing i know of sex tuplets it's not even sex tuplets because it was those people that turned out to be really bad people john and kate but it doesn't matter that was eight but the the octomom, yes, I've yeah. heard of the octomom, not the octomom. The sex tuplets like run in either of y'all's sides of the family tree? Oh, no. No multiples. No. Is, is, but is it, um, Joe and I have a million questions and neither neither one of us did our research. Yeah, so we're going to represent all our listeners that have a million questions and some of them might not be like the best questions ever, but like, can I just assume that this was in vitro? Is that how you say it? It, It's, it wasn't fertility. Yes. I I struggled with infertility, but it was not in vitro. It was IUI, which is explaining intrauterine insemination in layman's terms, turkey basting. That is that is layman's that is layman's terms, but I still don't know what that means because I fry all my turkeys. So Joe is cracking up, but that's the visual. Um, you do all the shots and the hormones like you would do with in vitro to prep, but it's not the actual surgery procedure to transfer eggs and things. You are. It's just helped by the the scientific turkey baster to get things where they need to go. Okay, okay. Look, what at the perfect th- right time from all the drugs that you take. Th- this is an adult podcast, generally speaking. So please, if you need to use words like semen and sperm and and, and things, okay. it's okay. okay. What what is yeah. turkey basting for children? That's based, okay. If if there's no no. I don't want parents to have to explain things they're not ready to explain. We, we, and we check the E on um, podcasting. Okay. So it's okay, like this. No. They take the semen and the sperm, put it in the, I mean, it looks like a tiny turkey baster. It's exactly what it looks like. Maybe you lay on a table with your legs up and they put it in. You have to lay there for 15 minutes and you hope that you get pregnant by then. It takes all the guesswork of it i mean because they know you are ovulating and egg is releasing right now we are going to inseminate this right now and hope that it works so it's not as involved or nearly as expensive as in vitro but there's also more risk like at the time i was doing it 
it was 25% effect. There's a 25% chance you'd be pregnant with a single baby. And then the odds of multiples were lower and lower. I believe I just, cause this sticks in my brain, obviously it was like 12%. You're going to be twins, like 5% you'd have triplets. So the odds of sex tuplets were like very, very small. Like when they're explaining it to you, you're like, well, whatever, it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm just trying to get pregnant. It's only a 25% chance. So shocked understatement. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, in that situation, though, is it um, your husband is D- Dave, David? Mm-hmm. Did my research. I know there's I know there's a blog rooster. Oh, um, too. It me. <laughs> uh, is that like is the reason for the the six? His sperm or the IUI shots or just it was perfect? the IUI. Sh- I mean, technically. Because they're monitoring, like I was going in for ultrasounds every day to monitor my progress based on the hormones I was taking uh, to know when the right time to do the procedure was. And at the time, I had two eggs that were ready to be, they're like, these two are the right size. You have one that's almost there and the rest are way too small to be released and fertilized. But yet six, six different eggs got released and fertilized and implanted and it's, I mean, my doctor just, he's like, I reviewed your case over and over again, and this makes no sense. Like, it makes uh, no sense that all of this happened. You know, the sarcastic nature of myself, I'd be like, yeah, doc, that's fine, but you're paying for college. <laughs> that's like, you got to, you got to get, you got to hook me up with something, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they yeah. immediately, when I had the first ultrasound, when they were like, something's going on based on your blood work, let's come in for an ultrasound, and we saw that there were six. And, like, your brain does not exactly absorb that information. <laughs> it's just staring at the screen like, huh? And they take you to the office next door and start talking about reducing the number of babies. Whoa. Saying, like, you've got to, you, you need to decide. So you went from we're trying our best and doing everything in our power to get pregnant to hey by the way like you're over pregnant you're we need to look at these other options like i like to say we got our money's worth with fertility drugs (laughs) but yeah basically you're pregnant and it's hold on like something's weird uh i mean i will never forget the moment in that ultrasound and i in my brain the doctor was quiet for a really long time because he said there's there's you probably have multiples how many do you think and I was like, I don't know, three? Like, that was crazy. And he was quiet. And I was like, what do you, like, what do you see? What's going on? And uh, he was like, well, I counted five. I just count. I found a sixth one. And that's when <laughs> it's, it's like, that's people on TV. <laughs> like, that's not real people. <laughs> and then he's like, we have to have a conversation now. And he's like, you, you have a few weeks to think about it, but you have to decide if you are going to go for it and try to have all six or if you want to reduce it down. And that's, I mean, by far the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. It was, I mean, I know some people go into that and know right away one way or the other. I know people who've done both ways. Um, you know, like there's no way I'm going to try and 
and people were like, there's no way I could reduce. And it was, it was really hard for me. I went back and forth. I waited till the last minute and, um, cause you, you hear all the risks of trying mm-hmm. to carry that many babies, the risk for your health, risk for their health or what could happen. And that's all the doctors are telling you. And then, but then it's, you know, we tried so hard to get pregnant and here we are and it doesn't really make any sense. And just and like, could we do it or could we not? And I mean, that's a lot. Um, ultimately what I, what made me decide in my, in my, I obviously was talking to my husband, we were talking to our friends and family and pastors and in the moment when I asked my, my doctor, my OB at that time, I said, how, how do you decide which ones? Cause originally he had said, you know, if there's one where the heartbeat's not strong or one that's not growing, like, well, that's where we would reduce it. And at that point they were all exactly the same. Like they're all the same. How would you pick? He said the easiest ones to get to. And I just, that I couldn't do it. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm going, I'm going for it. And the second I said, like, I want to, I'm going to go for it. We're going to have all six. I mean, he said, he's like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can do to get you to 28 weeks. And we're in it together. And that was that. That was the goal. Okay. Okay. So like, there's so many things. Um, at, at the risk of like making this a political conversation, I'm just going to say, I'm glad yes. you had the opportunity to make that choice. Oh, me too. Me too. Well, man, I, yeah, you said it in a way that like, I'm thinking about it, but like the other day I came back from the urologist after booking my appointment to, you know, prevent pregnancies, I guess. And at the corner, was a uh, pro-abortion, like a rally. Mm-hmm. And you keep using the term reduce. Yeah. Um, and I, like Bruce said, I'm not trying to get political, but like, in my mind, I'm just curious, like, what does, in, in your mind, Rooster's mind, my mind, I don't know either, right? Like, by reducing, is that considered abortion? I don't know. And you didn't do it, so it's like, no, no one's getting mad. Because yeah. that's the medical term for it is reducing the pregnancy. And medically, and what I believe is that it's not considered abortion because it's met almost like considered a medical necessity for the mother's health in getting, you know, from six down to twins or triplets. But you are technically ending that yeah. fetus, or I'm going to get the technical terms wrong, probably, but it's a blurry line. I mean, that's why it was such a, it was a struggle to decide what was the best thing to do in that situation. And it's such a weird situation. Like, no one's, you know, I don't know anyone who's done that or been in that situation to ask. And, like, I mean, I, I mean, I distinctly remember going to our pastors because our, our faith is very important to us. And then like, what, what are we doing here? And they gave me a Bible verse and it is still my favorite Bible verse, how I've made many decisions since then. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And everywhere while I was in that decision, that verse would pop up somewhere. Someone would send it to me. I would read it somewhere randomly. It was just over and over and over again. And when the doctor told me how the procedure works, it was like it all clicked in my mind. I'm like, okay, God, this, you made this happen, and we're going with it. At some point, you leave, you leave scientific thinking and you lean into faith. Yes, very much so. That is that is like the definition of having faith. Yeah. Um, and I can only assume, and I'm not assuming because you've kind of said it already, to be the mother of six now, today, I think you say 11 years later, um, it has required a ton of faith and some science and some and some and some together yes. we shall. <laughs> yes, very much together we shall. It is a team of people that have gotten us this far. So I definitely want to talk about what that team looks like today, because I have a million questions about that. And so does Joe. But, um, dude, that was a lot to unpack early on. So let's go ahead and break into Miller time. <laughs> go right into it. I yeah, feel like it's, I, need a, I need a beer after yeah. that. You know, so it's almost noon here. So maybe. Uh, you can't so ladies, all day if you don't start in the morning. Yeah, there you go, Joe. Well done, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Miller time. That part of the podcast, we welcome you to grab your favorite beverage, whether or not that's uh, water or Miller Lite, which some people think are the same thing. You can also use Gatorade, other electrolyte-driven drinks. Um, Joe, what are you drinking today? I'm I'm going, man, uh, with the good old intro again on a cup of Joe. Okay. I with like my that. MCT oil in it. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. M what? Uh, yeah mono something triglycerides i don't know they're, they're good they're good for you they say are, are you gonna come up pregnant putting that kind of stuff in you i hope not because i've been drinking it for for a while if i come out pregnant and like do i still get a vasectomy i don't know how that works i have i would have four million questions but back to <laughs> back to lauren what are you sipping on you're welcome to share Coffee. that with us. it's just you know made it myself not fancy what does what that is? Yeah, what oh, did you post? It says, oh, someone gave me this. It's my name on one side, and it says fueled by caffeine and fitness, which is true. Okay. The only thing that could have been better for it was the Proverbs quote. True. Yeah. No, I, was, I, I was hoping it was. I was hoping it was. Okay, so we're going to go. So 11 years old, the kids are 11 now, three girls, three boys, one of which uh, is one of our angel riders. Do the other five uh, do running with Ainsley's Angels or athletics or dance or what are all the things that are happening in the children's world? They, let's see, each one, they are all very different and have very different interests, of course, as all kids do. Um, done different things. I have one, one of my girls actually is in Scouts, Boy Scouts, but it's now just Scouts. So she just moved up in a troop and will be starting working on her Eagle Scout. Um, another girl who tried violin this year but decided she hates it. So now we're going to go to theater. Okay. And I have two that want to run. And they're, we're doing actually our first race together this coming weekend. So we'll see how that goes. Low expectations. That's always how I start. One boy who's super reader, so that's more his jam is reading. 
in learning how to computer program. And Andrew, and, you know, to Legos and drones and things like that. So not super athletic, but, you know, I found athletics in when I was in my 20s. So there's still plenty of time for that. Scout, I want to ask that. Did you say it's not Boy Scout, but it's not Girl Scout? It is, is because Boy Scouts, but they've now changed it to where it's just Scouts of America. So girls can do it, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, real cool. So, so there is, is it, am I correct in saying there's no longer Boy Scouts of America? Is that a true statement? It's Scouts of America. I mean, cool. yeah. That's but there's still Girl Scouts. There's Girl there's Scouts still and Girl Scouts, Scouts of America. So that's why I clarify, because Girl Scouts is its own separate entity. We're, we're not selling cookies. You have to go somewhere else for the cookies. Okay. Got popcorn, popcorn, right? Scouts has popcorn. They have popcorn. Yeah. Um, very expensive popcorn. Yes. So, so yeah, just to put a bow on that, Boy Scouts of America is now Scouts of America. Girl Scouts of America is now Girl Scouts of America. Yes. Two separate entities, two separate 501c3s, probably both with group rulings, and I'm geeking out now, but I completely understand. So thank you. Girl Scouts are cookies. Boy Scouts are no longer existing. They are now Scouts, and they have popcorn, and it's really expensive. For all you listeners, you're welcome. That's my understanding. So, yeah, works. I just learned all this, like, Two months ago because they were um selling it outside of the, the store and i was like wait a minute like boy scouts was like missing or something i was like like the word boy i was like yeah i'm confused here got it so then we have a violin situation violin leaning into theater um yeah. that's neat i love everything about that we have a reader who wants to do computers also so he's like gonna he or she's gonna become programmer Maybe well, see. well uh, most of them want to be YouTubers. That's their big goal in life. Yeah, well, Joe and Joe and I had that goal too, and then we started a podcast, and now we're YouTubers. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> we have a Briley and I started Spotlight Saturday in 2016. I'm just gonna say for all you people that want to be YouTubers, it is a lot of work. It's weird because it's like my sort of like peers, I guess. The Jake and Logan Paul are like two of the predominant original like youtubers i think you know from they grew up in disney and then oh, they yeah. just started doing their and they're like they were some of the first ones to like brothers each had the, the the you know the like the gold record they got all their million views and they made millions and millions and millions and it's like damn i didn't why didn't i do that right my kids are perfect and it's like those are just a bunch of best friends goofing around no kidding said it the other day i was like they're my new heroes you know, like they're like, that's like when I see them play, they're having the greatest time. And now they're building a million dollar facility. I think they're yep. in Dallas, right? It's like, yep. who, who, who is it? Dude, dude, dude perfect. perfect. Bro, I guess dude. my children are too old. I don't no. know what that is. Dude, perfect. Like, I like, I enjoy I, them. It's yeah. the okay. great Camden knows about it for sure. I'm going to dudeperfect.com right now because I don't know what's going on. Um, okay. Oh, there's a YouTube channel. Okay. I'm going to get – okay, back back to task here. It'll, it'll and then time to research. And the Andrew, Legos, drones, got it. Yeah, okay. So yeah. yeah. Everybody's got their jam. So, like, what does, what does a mother of six children that are all the same age – well, wait. Are they the same age? Let's go back in time. Oh. So – <laughs> so and, and let's, happy belated like just the uh, last week right yeah yeah a week ago they turned 11 uh-huh 
So let's go back 11 years and a half ago. So did you make it to 28 weeks? I did. I made it to 30, which was really good. Okay. So is there anything you want to tell us about those 30 weeks? Ooh, um, very uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable 30 weeks. Um, I mean, really, I as far as a sex template pregnancy can go, it went pretty smoothly. I had hardly had any complications. I watched a lot of TV. I ate as much as I possibly could because that was the goal is to get gain as much weight as I possibly could. At the very end was when we knew something was up with Leah and that was what determined when I would deliver. And I remember right that last appointment, so it was a Friday evening, he, he said, he's like, I'm not sure this one's still moving anymore. And if it's her moving or she's just getting kicked by her siblings. So at that point, he's like, you know, it, 30 weeks, it's time. You can, we're just going to take you over right now. And the hospital had been running simulations of a sex tablet delivery to prepare. Um, so they were, they are born on a Monday morning. I remember because it, they needed the weekend to get everybody there who'd been involved. So we knew she was sick. We just had no idea. Um, we were very naive into what we were getting into with her and all her needs she would have. Had you been on a little bit of bed rest and they brought you in? Yeah, and... I was. I called it home rest. I was allowed to get up and do things. It was. It was very exhausting. I couldn't stand up for very long periods of time. Like walking across the room, I'd be out of breath. Um, and as a runner, you know, everyone was like, we're not used to this Lauren. Uh, we're used to Lauren running circles around everybody. Not like, oh, I take three steps and I need a, I need a minute. <laughs> I need a break. So I mostly wouldn't get up anywhere. It was a process to just sit up. I remember like walk myself up and get up and, you know, very front heavy. So how long were the, were the children in the hospital until everybody was home? Um, the first two came home after five and a half weeks in the NICU and the last, Leah was the last one. Um, she was five and a half months and it was all, they were, happened to be staggered. We didn't plan that way, but we had two and then the third one came a few weeks later, the fourth one, the fifth one. So they happened to be spaced out, which the challenge of that is, of course, you have some at home and you have some in the hospital and you're trying to balance that out. Um, so unfortunately, the ones that were in the hospital longer, I saw less and less and less. Because at that point, I have you know three and four babies at home. I'm trying to figure out how to manage that care and have volunteers coming in and trying to teach them what to do. Um, and then, uh, I mean, the good part of it was that we to phase it in. Like we had twins, and I remember telling everyone, like, I got to figure out how to do twins by myself. If I can't do two or three by myself, I'm screwed. So I you need, think? <laughs> I need two or three. So then, you know, then four, I was like, okay, now it's hard. <laughs> uh. Help. Anybody. Um, so I was able to kind of get routines down and then add another one in. And it's like, okay, okay, let's add this other one in. And we, we kind of got down. And by the time we had five home, I remember thinking, like, we're good. I can add this sixth one in. Okay. Just naive. No clue. Because Leah was her own. Uh, I mean, 
mostly it was the feeding too at the beginning, trying to figure that out. And like, oh, she's crying all the time. And we have to figure out this tube. And I don't know. And there's the five other ones. And it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. It definitely was a lot. The order in which they came home, was that the same order in which they were born? And I I don't want to confuse no. this. Okay. So the, they were, <laughs> the order in which they were born is different from the order in which they came home. And is it, I mean, what, I don't even know what I want to know here. I just, I'm like, how do you, who was first? <laughs> well, here you go. And without obviously knowing their names, right? Baby one came out at noon for easy math, right? Uh-huh. Baby six came out at what time? Oh, they were born in four minutes. Oh, the C-section. Yeah. C-section. Was it C-section? The C- oh, okay. the C-section. They of course, of course. Okay, okay. They were all 40 seconds okay. apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. All it right. was oh, very dude. quick. Okay. Yeah, I, I was... <laughs> but what's still crazy to me is you talked about how, like, born on a Monday, you, you made it to 30 weeks. Like, that was already, like, a win. Oh, and yeah. then, like, the simulation, like, when you say it like that, and plus Houston, I'm thinking, like, testing a rocket ship. Like, we're going to simulate, you know, the... X going up it's like you had to i remember you know uh uh, owen my oldest he was at born at 32 34 it was an even number weeks and like one kid came out and four people took him to the nicu so i'm doing that i was doing that math i'm like well that if six i was like that 24 people there was 24 people then 35 people in my delivery room 35 yes episode 35 perfect Oh, man, we can just go to cut the music, dude. The episode's over. That's not a delivery room. That's like the delivery hospital. I mean, because each baby had their team of people. I had my team of people. I'm pretty sure there were some, like, students in there observing. At that point, I didn't even care. I was like, oh, who else wants to come in here? Um yeah, yeah, I that that related to Lori. Lori my oldest was born at a at a military hospital, it was a teaching hospital, and at some point she was like, "Yeah, y'all all come in." There's like yeah. 35 students in there. Anyway, yeah, that's a wild stuff. Um, anyway, okay, so all the kids are home. Uh, Leah has special needs. Did you have a diagnosis at that time, or what did you know about Not her journey? At, we really didn't know anything at first. It was just she's sick. And I don't even think we even realized how sick she was at the time because the media, I haven't mentioned, the media like exploded the day they were born and we did not anticipate that. (laughs) So amongst finding out she's sick, you have six babies, here's all this NICU stuff going on. Oh, by the way, there are news vans parked out of the hospital and in front of your house and they are stalking your in-laws and your grandma and your husband's work trying to find out information of y'all because there's no information of y'all we're just normal people like we're not on you know we're not online and we haven't been in the news and that wasn't our intention to do that so like deal with that you know it's like today's show and good morning america are fighting over who gets the exclusive who do you want to give that to there you're going to be on the news um and they're scouring your Facebook and anything like in front of the internet for pictures of you to put when we're like, what? <laughs> excuse me, you need to write a blog now. And it's like, okay. Um, also, your daughter's having emergency surgery by her bedside. And it's just this surreal, weird experience. Um, I mean, Leah had her, I mean, her first surgery, she was a week old. 
And that's when we had found out part of her intestines was essentially dead. So they had to cut out the dead section and give her an ostomy bag. And I call it a poop bag. The poop goes in there and they have to clean it out and let everything heal before they can put her back together. And that was really all we thought was wrong at first. Um, but that was, they were one week old. The next day we were doing the Today Show exclusive interviews. And then the day after that, we were doing a press junket with a conference and all these interviews. And it was just like, what is life? <laughs> what is happening here? Um, and then they did a scan for something else random. And we found out about all the brain issues. And that's when the MRI came back and it technically it's paraventricular leukomalacia, which in again, layman's terms is where her brain was supposed to develop and have brain matter is just cyst. So her brain didn't fully develop. She got buried under everyone else in my belly those last couple weeks of my pregnancy and just didn't get the nutrients she needed. Um, so the part of her brain that is not there is most of the occipital lobes and some of the temporal. So she's not going to see, she's nonverbal, she's not going to talk. Um, I mean, she does have cerebral palsy and she's wheelchair bound um, all these things we kind of found out over time. They just told us, like, this is what's going on with the brain. And at that moment, I mean, she was two months old. They're like, this is what her brain looks like. She's never going to be able to do anything, is what they what we were told. And I was like, well, I mean, my background's in, I was a school psychologist before I got pregnant. Um, so I knew some about interventions and therapies and what to do with how to help with special needs and I was asking, like, what do we try this? What do we try this? And they said, you can try whatever you want, but it's not going to do any good. She's not ever going to do anything. So, like, doctors could have done a little better relaying that information. Um, but I'm much more stubborn and determined than <laughs> to take that as an answer. And it's like, well, I'm going to try. So I just went into research mode of, like, well, what can we do? Through my OB, I got connected with another mom whose daughter had similar issues and she helped me like, you need to get in with this doctor and this doctor and start therapies. And that was a big help. I've always just been able to kind of make connections with people who've gone before me and helped guided me in where I needed to go. Even I, you know, got connected with a local mom of quintuplets. So she was super helpful that first year of how to handle the multiples and manage the volunteers and the schedule what did you just What did you just say? How many? She oh, had Pent. Five at once. Okay. Is that Penta or something? Quint. 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 Uh -huh. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the Pentagon. Five sides. Anyway. So <laughs> back to Leah. Um, so I mean, she was in the the NICU a long time, trying to heal her gut and figure out how we could feed her. Um, she came home with an NG tube through her nose, and. They were going to try to bottle feed her. That was a disaster. That went horrible. And all it did was just stress me and her out all day long. It just, she wouldn't, she wouldn't take it. So then we went back to the NICU and she was six months old and she was home for 10 days. And they put in the G-tube, learned how to use the G-tube. She had terrible reflux. So was learning how to deal with all, all the vomit. Um, Eventually saw her eyes like weren't tracking and, you know, went and 
to the um, ophthalmologist. And that's when basically told me the same thing, like, oh, she's got cortical visual impairment. It's a bad diagnosis. Nothing you can do. What it is. And that's just not, I just wasn't expecting, I didn't know what I was expecting here, but it wasn't that. <laughs> so I, mean, I cried the whole way home and then started Googling and realized, oh, they do have therapies and there are things you can do with cortical visual impairment. There's a lot you can do. Um, so I started making up my own therapies. I got her hooked in with vision services through ECI and um, she does, I mean, she does respond to some visual stuff. It's just depends on the day. But, you know, she is wheelchair-bound. She is blind. She doesn't speak, but she's very expressive in her own way, as all kids are. All nonverbal kids are expressive in their own way. I mean, she walks around in her gait trainer. So in a lot of ways, she's doing, doing way more than they made it out to be. And that's with, I say, like, very divided energy because I have five other kids to balance my energy and time with. So she doesn't get full attention and full effort where if she was my only child that she would but she's a happy kid yeah and how how are the siblings interacting how how is 11 year olds running around all six of them how does that work is it is it is it what you would expect is it yeah kids will be kids or what's that relationship yeah i i mean i i think so kids will i mean generally they get along do they fight and argue yes but they're siblings and siblings are going to fight and argue and we're entering the tween years, and that's proven to be a new phase of challenge. I'm learning mm-hmm. <laughs> along with them, with all the new, you know, we're starting to grow up a little bit. We're starting to get an attitude. Um, this is this is the next phase. So I was like, I don't know how fun this is going to be. One like random question that I wrote down: How do you come up with six names? Oh, that's a like we struggle to come up with one and then one again. Six? I I'd, been, I'd, I'd have been one, two, three, four, five, six. Done. <laughs> I don't know any difference. This is the only experience I've had. But I think it's easier because one name, you have to agree on one name. Six. My husband uh-huh. was like, I really want a Levi and a Leah. Okay. Levi and Leah. <laughs> you get two. Like, you I get really two. Ben and an Allison. Okay. Well, now we need two more. <laughs> and. And he was out, he was like, I just want to leave I and Leah, and I don't care. So I named the other ones. Yeah, that's a cool question, Joe. I love that question. That's fun. Well, something that, like, was going to stress me out, you made it unstressful. Not like I'm not going to have to name six kids. But, like, that's perfect answer. Like, you know, you get two, you get two, or you get two, and you get four. It's like the, uh, the finding the, the silver lining, just like you had when you started bringing them home at five weeks. All right, got two. Perfect. Now I got three three, four, it's like, just find that perspective. Yeah. Perspective. perspective. That's the word. And as you alluded to, like, this is your first rodeo. You didn't have another child at home and and you had, you didn't have preconceived notions. You were just, you're just, you know, attacking or or adapting as, as life was coming at you. And um, you do what you have to do. Yeah. So, so when, when was the first time that the whole family of eight was home for Mother's Day? It was, well, 2013. Yeah. Okay. And and what did we do on the Mother's Day? For uh, what what does that look like? Um. Okay. 
I don't really care about Mother's Day. Awesome. I love it. I love the honest answer. Thank you. So what are you going to do this Mother's Day? This Mother's Day? I don't know. I, I did remind my children this weekend that it is coming up soon. And Levi, who is my jokester, he's funny. He said, well, your gift is going to be a hug. Love that. I don't have any money, Mom. He's like, well, I do. I got some for my birthday, but I'm not going to. I'm going to spend it on what I want. How, speaking of birthday, how does gifts for birthdays work? Well, these days they want gift cards to Amazon. They like to get on the Amazon and pick out what they want. And they know. And I like it because it teaches them the budget. Because I'm like, okay, you have $50 on your little account. Uh, you can spend it on whatever you want because it's your birthday money. Um, and they do really good. They'll watch it or some will save it for later. Some blow through it as fast as they can. But, I mean, that's tend to be what everyone gets them these days. And it's easy. Get a gift card. They're, my kids are yeah. generally easily pleased with anything that's their own and they don't have to share. I am, like, the biggest advocate of gift cards like for years like people were getting stressed out what am i going to get i'm like you don't have to worry about it go to walgreens they got the card and then a gift card to anything you want and like that's awesome and i like the uh because like my kids we have uh the amazon tablets and like how you have to improve everything like so then like teaching them how to budget is even a bigger win for that and it's important well and sometimes i'm like you I have one who's into stack those stack cups right now, and he's like, I just want to buy more stack cup sets. I'm like, you have three. Do we need another set of stack cups? Like, of course yeah. we do. Yeah, we do. I'm like, let's wait on it, because by, you know, at the end of May, you'll probably be over the stack cups, and then you've wasted all your money on five stack cup sets. <laughs> so what does today look like? I mean, earlier you were talking about volunteers and helpers and different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, your family of eight lives in, in one home. Do mm -hmm. you have other people live in your home? Do you have people coming by your home? Like what's, what's that looked like? When they were babies? Yes. I had a calendar I would send out every month to anyone who said they would help. They got added on my email list and they got the calendar and they could sign up for a shift to come help feed babies or they bring a meal. We had people mowing our lawn. It was like a revolving door. I didn't even lock my door. People were in and out and they would have their set times they would sign up for. So these days, no, they're 11. They are independent for their age. So they yeah. take care of themselves for the most part. Um, currently, Leah does have a nurse that comes during the week uh, for the afternoon and evenings. And that's really helpful to have someone help with her. Um, and we've had people like that off and on throughout the years to come and help with her, which makes daily life a lot easier because then I know someone is watching her and doing her care while I'm running the carpool and taking someone here or there and not having to necessarily load her up and take her with us somewhere I know she's going to be miserable. <laughs> There's still people that helped when they were babies that we met then that are still basically family now that I would call in a heartbeat. That day-to-day -day stuff is much simpler now. I got to know, like, what, what do you, what do are I you drive? transporting? Yeah, I had the same question. She said carpool in earlier, and I'm like, what are we driving? 
We are a giant van. Uh, oh, six, 16 pack? It's, I used to have a 12 passenger Nissan NV. That's when I looked like a UPS truck. Now I look like an Amazon truck. Um, I have a Ford Transit because uh, two years ago, Leah was just getting too big for a regular car seat and for me to maneuver her. And it was just, it was not fun for anyone. Um, so we got the Ford Transit because it's a wheelchair lift in the back now for her, which makes life a million times better. So it is like a 15 passenger size, but it only seats eight actual seats because most of it's the wheelchair. But that's, that, that, that's got to be a huge help to have that. I mean, that's. Oh, uh, well, she's way more comfortable, which is the main thing. Can you go through the drive through in that? Yes, I have learned the hard way. You need to pay attention to the clearance. Yeah. Oh, goodness. The stories we could tell. Hi, Kendra. <laughs> I have tons of stories. Oh, God. So, um, now I yeah. know what the clearance is for sure. <laughs> you know, at some point here in this conversation, we got to get back to like your or get to your running journey. But at some time in the, yeah. your fitness stuff in the near future, you need to captain a Ainsley's Ragnar team. Uh, and you, Leah, and however many of your runner friends go out um, in a van and run for 200 miles and pay attention to clearance. And I've always wanted to. Well, um, goal for some point. With, I don't know how to say it without sounding weird. I, I am your man to talk to about that. <laughs> like there's so many things we could tell you about that. We have many videos on our YouTube channel that kind of play that out. But Joe and I have had the honor of sharing the relay races with numerous people and riders in numerous areas and it's fun and there's actually one in texas but i don't want to derail the conversation to be about ragnar although we could definitely do that if anybody's listening and they want to do ragnar ragnar at ainsleysangels.org tangents and thoroughfares right so yeah if you are listening in or watching and you want to participate in a ainsley's ragnar and team right ragnar at ainsleysangels.org but also, if you want to run Marine Corps Marathon in 2023 or ride Marine Corps Marathon in 2023, uh, Joe at Angels.org. Fun fact, uh, both of those emails are mine anyway. Lauren actually emailed us and was like, hey, I'm cool. I should come on the podcast. And we were like, you're in. So, so that's email a plug. podcast at if you want to be on the podcast. And I monitor that one, too. Not only did Lauren email podcast at, but like her ambassador also pod, hit podcast at. So kind of a good segue. You said you're active um, with Ainsley's Angels of mm-hmm. Great yes. Greater Houston. When did yes. that start? How'd you get tied in? And, and you know, how's the journey been? It was a long time coming. Um, as I mentioned, I was a runner before I had my kids. And I was very involved in the Houston area running community and a running club positions, you know, trained year round, had my racing seasons full into it. And obviously that's came to a screeching halt (laughs) when I got pregnant. Those, those damn turkey basters. And that was the end of that for a while. (laughs) I couldn't help myself. Uh, That was my effort at humor. uh, I have a sense of humor. I can find humor in pretty much anything. Um, So slowly, Got back into running because, I mean, when you're that active, to stop being active, it messes with your mental health. It's when you're in the Groundhog Day of 
babies. And that was all my life could be for a couple of years was this 24 hour schedule and people coming in and managing that. And that's all I could do. Um, besides walking them, I had a six seater stroller. So we would go on walks every day. Um, eventually missed it. And it's like, I want to do something. And I happened to find this little group of runners and we would meet at 5 a.m every day and run the same loop and they kind of became my sanity group of at least I got out of the house and had adults to talk to and way back before kids I would see the Ainsley's Angels doing races and I I just thought it was the coolest thing because I worked with kids with special needs so to see them be able to participate in races as a runner I I loved it and the timing just wasn't right way way back then I think it wasn't so prominent in my area of Houston and just didn't work out time wasn't right um so fast forward a lot of years I'd gotten back into running a little bit we moved to where I met Heather who's now the ambassador of Greater Houston Ainsley's Angels um we should we should pause and say hi Heather you yes Heather cheers to Heather I just got a text from her. Yes, I just got a text from her too. I think what is what did this text say? Oh, how many quarter zips do we have in inventory? Well, apparently, all you Houston people, there's going to be an opportunity for you to get an A6 quarter zip. Anyway, I digress. Stay tuned. I digress. Oh look, Haley has different diagnoses than Leah. You got to look at the screen. That's me, That was the best day. Make sure I get a copy of that picture for the Instagram. By the way, if you don't know, the podcast has its own Instagram, um, and we will be posting pictures of you and Leah and others uh, related to things that we've talked about from this episode onto that. all the finisher picture when we're yeah. talking. Um, yeah. Heather's daughter, Kaylee, has similar, different diagnoses, but they present similar to, to Leah's. So she was a great resource for me when I first met her when we moved here of doctors and treatments and things to do. Um, and, you know, we were in touch. We were in the same Bible study group for a while. And then we kind of got in touch. And then she, you know, was like, Kaylee is doing Ainsley's Angels and you and Leah need to do it. That so sounds like Heather. That sounds, sounds just like Heather. Like Heather. Yeah, straight and, soldier. You yeah, will do yeah, Ainsley's Angels. This is what you need to do. You will love it. You and Leah will love it. And I just, I think at the time, I believe, if I remember Chris correct, I had just hurt my hip, so I wasn't running, and in my stubborn, determined runner self, if someone was going to push Leah, it is going to be me, so we can't do it yet, <laughs> and it's told her no, it's like, and at the time, I was really discouraged with my injury, and was kind of thinking, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to run again, just, it just hurts, and it's, if I try to run, it hurts, and if I make it worse, and, and I'm a fitness instructor, so I'm, active all the time and I work out a lot and I teach and I do all those things. So that takes up a lot of time too. Um, and then a little over a year ago, there was a 5k and she was, you know, Heather doesn't give up. She's like, here's a 5k. It's right by your house. We're doing it. You need to do it. And I was like, okay, at this point, like I'm, I'm not running great, but I'm running again. So I was like, okay, it's only three miles. We'll do it. We'll see how this goes. And um, practice. She let me borrow 
a training chariot and we were I was like okay Leah likes it she's super chill she's happy being pushed I can do it and it's I hadn't been running or racing plus it was COVID before that so it'd been a while and um it's just like the instant falling in love with it again like you know I would say there's nothing like race day I do all kind of stuff I love fitness and I love all the different modalities of exercise but there's nothing like race day and it was just such a fun experience I love seeing all the all the riders and how excited they were to be there and be included and just the whole running community everybody's cheering everybody on and you know good job and glad you're here and have fun and you know we have our little flags with their names on on their chariots and hearing everyone cheers we're running by and um it was just fun to be out there and my daughter just she's almost it's like super relaxed she's just so chill and just smiling she loves being cheered for so smiling with the cheers and the animal sounds and the nature and being outside um so then you know I had to come back to Heather and be like you're right we <laughs> love it uh, it was funny I saw Rooster when uh, you were like if anyone's going to push Leah it's going to be me Rooster was like yeah I know Rooster yeah. Rooster knows that feeling very well yeah, um, yeah. It took a lot for me to get to a point where I was like, yeah, let me let me share let me share this opportunity. Ainsley Ainsley has a lot of people that love her, so why not let yeah. them all connect? And yeah. eventually it got real easy okay. because my oldest daughter at the time who was 9 um, and Ainsley was six, Briley started to push Ainsley in races. And then that was really fun to see them kind of develop and connect. And then, the, and then this, the, you know, my sister wanted to and, and in-laws and cousins. And, and so it is fun to share, but I would it, love that if that, if, you know, if when my, when my kids are older and they want to push her, that would be cool. We did the, the twilight 5k and I had a group of friends come and we all took turn pushing it. It's fine. Eventually, I'm sure I will pass over the reins and let someone else push her. Um, well, eventually, I'm like, she's just going to get bigger, and I'm just going to get older. So at some point, <laughs> I might have to just be a cheerleader, and that's okay. Totally okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I did mention Riley was nine, Ainsley was six. So, like, to have an 11-year-old sibling, yeah, they can do it. They can do it. Five of them, The Perkins Pack yeah. team pushing. Yeah, I mean, why is... Why is that not happening at the 2023 Twilight 5K? Like, that makes perfect sense. And we own the course. We own everything. Like, w- meaning it's our race. We approve it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. I digress. Something to think about. Whatever. I digress. You know, Heather's going, yes, yes. Oh, Heather's, Heather's probably, she's probably texting me right now. Like, yeah. I heard you say it, so that means it's for real. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. So I got um, Joe's jumping out of an airplane and the Perkins pack or not um, <laughs> that airplane man. I don't. Or was Heather jumping? Was she saying Heather was she, jumping or you? Yeah, and I I don't know. We might need to. We might no. I well I won't be there. You'll be there. So the hip injury is obviously better enough that you ran a half marathon mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. So. At, what I'm understanding, though, is if you ran a half marathon recently, then in October you can run a marathon. No. Uh, that was a long <laughs> pause. That was a long Because I was calculating pause. all the training in my head. I'm like, do I want to train for a marathon in Houston in the summer? 
Ooh, I do know that. Well, you're knowing that you already ran a half marathon. You really only have to do half of the training, or just, or you know, embrace the taper and just, you know, go with it. Walk up it. Four months. Walk up it. Walk up a hill backwards with, you know, your hands in your pocket and like uh, be okay. Dude, yeah. Look, Lauren, look, she's strong, dude. She's not going to fold to this baloney, this bullying. You know, <laughs> Le- Leah wants to run the People's Marathon in our nation's capital. Oh. Okay. I've heard that's a great race. I've heard that's well, a really yeah, great Weird. Oddly enough, we have bibs for it. <laughs> We're almost desperate sounding here. This is bad. <laughs> I'm going to get somebody like a guest. And, and we're going to run out of guests here before it, that's like commits on the yeah. on the episode. It's like on done, episode. committed. Yeah. It has not happened yet. Yet. <laughs> so um, we as we told you at the beginning, Lauren, there's no script to this uh, this mm-hmm. podcast. We just come in here and just have a blast. And we hope that you've enjoyed kind of reflecting on your journey and sharing some of it. Is there anything that you shared today that maybe you haven't unpacked or visited in a while? Really all of it. I mean, I haven't talked about all the early days in a long time. Yeah. So as a, as a, as a person in the mental health psychology background Mm -hmm. space, like you might agree, like there's, there's some, there's some some goodness to that, to revisiting it, but sometimes it can leave you, you know, a certain kind of way. So, I mean, we need to acknowledge that we appreciate your vulnerability today, bringing us on this journey. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I love sharing my, I love sharing the stories. I love hearing other people's stories and then sharing, you know, hoping somebody gets something out of it. Mother's Day approaching. Uh, Lauren doesn't really give two hoots about Mother's Day. She said it another sort of way. Um, this time around, her her uh, Levi is gonna. What's he gonna do? Give you a hug? Yeah. Um. What is something that you may have from your perspective and your journey as a mother of sex tuplets? That you want to share maybe with our listeners, whether those are future moms, current moms, women, people, whatever. Is there any nugget you want to share? Gosh, from motherhood. I've talked to a lot of moms of kid with kiddos that are younger than mine. And I think as moms, we struggle to give ourselves grace. And we're really hard on ourselves to do everything right and perfect and we think we're just doing a bad job and or that other people are doing it better and that's not true it's just giving yourself some grace to let some things go like um not everything's going to be perfect not everything's going to be done um and just coming back to are your kids loved? Are they taken care of? Like they're good and you're doing a good job. And it doesn't matter if you have one kid or six kids or 10 kids or we're all doing the best we can and you're doing a good job. That's strong. I like that. It's good. So, so, so simply put, but so profound at the same time. And, uh, a lot of times we don't, whether it's motherhood or just human humanhood, 
we, we beat ourselves up and having someone tell us that we're doing okay and it's going to be all right and these things can can be helpful so thanks for sharing that joe it's on your mind giving myself some grace i don't know like i i wrote it down like that's like you know michelle said you know just be present and like reminding ourselves as adults as parents like to be present to give ourselves some grace like it that's going to be okay find that you know silver lining with the right perspective and just keep moving forward um which is you know not easy a lot of times you know again whether it's one six ten kids or no kids just you know like that picture i sent you the other day rooster like there's an easy way and a hard way to get there but it's going to be some bumps along the way or big rocks like just just keep going and give yourself some grace yeah, give yourself some grace. That's that's the big nugget I got from Lauren today, and the the traveling of the journey from we're trying our best to to become pregnant to we are pregnant to we are over pregnant. Ha ha ha. That's a little joke. To Ooh. how do we to so to how do we navigate that space? And then the children come, and then just everything you've shared. Like it's it's exhausting to think of the past eleven years or the past eleven and a half years. But if we give ourselves grace, as you alluded to, as you told us to, suddenly you can exhale. You're not as exhausted anymore. Um, And when we're not exhausted, we can have our faculties about us and we can focus and we can think and we can go forward. So, yeah, I like that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. One, One of the things that you told us today that stood out to me is like, they're all their independent humans. Like they're all their own personalities. They're all living their lives. And really all you and your husband can do is kind of set the conditions for them to continue to grow and be independent. And that's, it's, it's, yes. you know, that's the goal of parenting. I, my big picture perspective is right. We're trying to make these people to go out and be independent, functioning, productive members of society. And so it's just guiding them the best we can and teaching them what we can teach while we have them. The Together We Shall podcast has no script. It just has people that are human coming together to share their stories. And this story was fun. And it just so happened to tie into Mother's Day beautifully. Lauren, final word. You you have the cog, mom. Go ahead. Okay. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And I hope you get to take a nap. Uh, you know what? I got, got enough. Time. He's in charge. <laughs> we're done. This was good. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> uh, the structure of this building has reached its capacity. Find your people, and if they make you feel sexy, even better. <laughs>